gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning Machine keeps turning. All right, it is Tuesday night. It is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We are on the road to Survivor Series 2022. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, what's going on? Not much, man. Not much. I uh, I had to recover because I um, I spent a lot of time listening to our um, our. Uh, previous show that lasted two and a half hours just to like do a proof listen and um you know we were going back and forth prior to that because we were having trouble uploading it thanks to uh acdc what you used to upload it and um thankfully we went back to old trusty audacity to uh get it done but yeah i spent a, lo- a long time listening to that and um you know just had some chinese food and um i'm getting ready to uh wrap up the last bit of my responsibility before i head off on thanksgiving vacation so cool. you're the only you're the only thing tying me down to responsibility elio so <laughs> Did you just call me Scrooge? I'm making it work. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you better earn your money, Bob Cratchit. Do you actually pay me? Because I haven't gotten a paycheck, bitch. <laughs> okay, well, actually, you know, we're going to talk about stuff off air after the show. Because I was looking at something earlier. Okay, cool. All right, so we got a, we got um, three shows to look at. Uh, we have a SmackDown from last Friday night, yesterday's Monday Night Raw, and of course the Survivor Series uh, 2022 predictions. And I have two lists for you. Oh joy! We have I have a WWE edition this or that, and I have War Games trivia. Oh, well, that should be good, and, and it's very timely. All right, so we say we get into the show and start things off with SmackDown. Yes, sir. So SmackDown, of course, last Friday night from the XL Center in Hartford. And the opening match was uh, the, the part of the SmackDown, the SmackDown World Cup tournament. It was Ricochet and was defeating Mustafa Ali. This was one of the high points for me. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Karrion Cross defeated Madcap Moss by submission. They're, they're starting this new storyline with Madcap Moss and Emma. I really don't care to see that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's weird because I think Madcap Moss has, has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, he he continues to be booked like a jobber, in my opinion. And um, you know, Emma's return, um, 
you know, I know we're still in the early going, but that has been extremely underwhelming. Uh, I would have expected her to be pushed in a much more prominent position, and her being associated with Mad Cat Moss seems like a much lower position on the card than where well, she should well, be. Well, the, the WBs are apparently like real-life couples, apparently. Well, you, but that does but okay, so you put them on the same brand, but you don't have to fucking... Yeah, I know, right? Put them yeah. on the same, you know, you don't have to put them together on screen because it doesn't, you know... Yeah, it, it's... They're, they're, complete, they're in two completely different positions on screen. So, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know whose uh, idea that was, but then we had Chelsea defeating Sheena Baszler. Uh, okay, all right. Can I say something about that, please? All right. I, uh, I understand it, given that, you know, Shotzi's going to get absolutely destroyed by Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series, especially given this new partnership this, you know, on-screen partnership that she now shares with Ronda Rousey, which in and of itself is awesome. We should have seen this as part of the four horsewomen a long time ago, except Marina Shafir sucks, and Jessamyn Duke wasn't much better, but Marina Shafir still sucks over on AEW. We talked about that. But, you know, the point being, we should have seen... uh, we should have seen Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey together on screen a long time ago, and it would have made Ronda Rousey's second run in the, in the company a lot more digestible. Now, in terms of the build to uh, Survivor Series and this edition of SmackDown, um, you know, to me, it was very obvious that Shotzi was going to defeat Shayna Um to give her some momentum going into the match with with Rousey because it's very obvious that Rousey's going to destroy Shotzi at Survivor Series. Um, but, you know, that still doesn't negate the fact that I don't like the the, the usage of Shayna Baszler as a, as a, as a jobber because... Have we completely forgotten how dominant uh, Shayna was in NXT? And this is this is even more inexcusable because the man holding the pen is the person that was responsible for Shayna's booking in NXT, and we're still doing this with Shayna Baszler on the main roster. So I don't get it. Then we had uh, the brawling roots. No, yeah, no, sorry, it was uh, Braun Strowman and the New Day defeating Imperium. Which, which is about to make my head explode. That's an automatic low point. Yeah. Because, let me explain to you why. And I'm not going to go on a Braun, I'm, I, I promise you, I'm not going to go on a Braun Strowman rant. I, I promise you. Okay? But, but this is ridiculous. Number one... Why the fuck is is Gunther Walter is his fucking name by the way? Why is but he Walter, likes name Gunther? I don't give a fuck. He likes it though. Let the man have his name. 
Alright, but I still don't give a fuck. That doesn't change the reality. But anywho. <laughs> but why why is this man being who he is, being as dominant as he is, being the fucking intercontinental champion, running away from Braun Strowman? Yeah, right? Why why why? It's it's fucking dumb. You know, how has how has this man been portrayed throughout his entire run in NXT UK, NXT US, and now over on SmackDown. It's absolutely, utterly ridiculous that he would run away from Braun Strowman. And, and the other thing, folks, and I promise you I'm not going to get too overexcited tonight because I'm in a good mood and I want to go on vacation and this is going to be a fun show. Um, but the other thing too is like this whole World Cup idea for 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 the upcoming weeks for the inter, for the Intercontinental Championship, mm-hmm. um, or the, I should say the right to face uh, Guther for the Intercontinental title. This is awesome, but my argument is, did they just give away the result? Because if they give this tournament to Braun Strowman. Then why the fuck are we even having the tournament? All right, I know, right? They, they, I hope they don't make him win. But, but my number, my number one concern, what is why the hell is is Walter running away from Braun Strowman? There's no reason why this guy should be running from from Braun Strowman. Have you seen Walter wrestle? And I'll follow that question up with another question. Have you seen Braun Strowman wrestle? The the, the difference in talent is is fucking wider than the Grand Canyon. You know, see, I want to see Walter deliver a chop to Braun Strowman. Oh, that would be uh, awesome. I I would I would bounce up and down in glee. Braun could handle a Walter chop. I, I would really, I would really just do it. I would do the girliest scream of happiness if I saw that. <laughs> and of course, we had the, the main event. We had Butch Pete Dunn. Yeah, bitch. Even, 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 Pete even, Dunn. even though he's another one who doesn't mind the, the name change. I'm, well, I'm, once again, I don't give a shit. His name is Pete Dunn. Not. But uh, but I, but I I'm, I'm happy that they changed his gear back to his bruiser weight. Yes, up. absolutely, and the fact that he no longer looks like a paper boy, I appreciate that. So he defeated Sami Zayn, and of course, at the end of this match, we got the fifth member of um of the Brawling Brutes uh, Survivor Series team as they faced uh, as they go in to face the Bloodline in War Games. And that, of course, yeah. being Kevin Owens, and I swear, when Kevin, when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were standing face to face, I'm like, oh, we're gonna get a good old fashioned Canadian hockey fight. Well, I'm I'm, I'm really <laughs> glad that they didn't go in that direction. I know. I'm saying, I'm like, oh, now we're gonna get it. But yeah, well, they didn't do that. Um, couple of different things, and I'm I'm glad. How of how they handled this on on Raw, but we'll 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 keep that on over on the Raw side of things. Um, 
But in terms of in terms of SmackDown, you know, it it was very obvious to me, and I think the majority of the viewing audience that um, the fifth member of the Survivor Series team was going to be Kevin Owens once it was announced that he had been cleared for a Survivor Series, and then mm-hmm. it had been heavily teased from the very beginning of SmackDown, and it just made the most sense. Um, given his history with both Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, so that that was awesome, and um, I I I really I really like that because it plays into the whole prize fighter thing, and we haven't seen um, these two in the ring together in two years uh, since the pandemic era, and um, you know. So with a crowd, their um their match is gonna be even better when it comes up. So I'm I'm very excited for for this version of Kevin Owens to get this opportunity. And and the other thing too that excites me is I think his inclusion uh with with the two storyline elements that I just talked about. This is really the first opportunity that WWE has to give the bloodline a clean loss. Because if you think about it, it doesn't hurt Roman Reigns at all because he's not the one that has to take the pin. He's got soldiers that can do that for him. And it further builds up a storyline going into the Royal Rumble and beyond. So we we can get... We can get Roman Reigns and whoever we need to started on his road to WrestleMania. So I think it opens up a plethora of opportunities. So I'm I'm digging this so far. And of course, so that's the end of uh, SmackDown. But I want to talk about the segment now. Uh, the one segment was, of course, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. I I loved it. I absolutely. Fucking Bray, everything Bray Wyatt touches turns to gold, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, and um, the fact that this guy um has like a new lease on life and can be this creative, and you know, we're seeing. We're we're seeing you know this character really come into its own and this interaction that he's having with L.A. Knight and and the way that the two, the two slaps particularly the second slap really brought the the evil out of him and the stare and the dead eyes and you know it it just it really makes me even more curious for the further evolution of the storyline. Now, Ben, did you um, see when LNA was leaving the building or the yeah. arena? Did you notice something in the background? Yes, the um, the the um, boards and the and the titan behind him was flashing. Um, no, 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 no. I meant when he was leaving the arena, like going out to his to to his car when he was like heading out the doors. Oh yeah, he got laid out. No, no, there is something else. Uh, let's see if I, 
I wonder if I wonder if I can if I have it here. I'm gonna send you uh, an image, okay? Okay. So let's see if I can find it here. Otherwise, I might have to. Uh... You know what, Bye. fans? We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, we I just had to, we just had to uh, look something up real quick. And uh, Ben, I sent you an image of Ellie Knight before he was leaving, before he was exiting the building. And did you notice something behind him? Yes, there was a image of uh, Bray Wyatt in his trademark mask on one of the screens right behind uh, yeah. on one of the monitors right behind LA Knight. Yeah, I was like, uh, and you know how like these fans like are looking too deep into like things like uh, making up their own theories, and some of them are ridiculous. But when I saw this myself, I was like, oh wait, okay, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so that's uh, SmackDown. And then, well, hang on, there's only one more thing. And then the other thing that I liked on top of on top of that is... No, I wasn't done, I was just saying that. So that's uh, SmackDown, like, on my end. Go on. Okay. Um, and then the, the other thing that I liked about the whole Bray Wyatt thing is at the very end of the episode, um, it showed LA Knight laid out in the back um with an accident um like he had gotten attacked right outside his his uh car okay so that was that that no because i saw where he was attacked but so that was at the end of smackdown that's what it looked like to me yeah okay no because um like smackdown ends at 10 p.m but i come down here but like i don't 10... think i don't think it was at the very end because like the segment, the segment that ended it was um was Kevin Owens knocking out uh Roman Reigns. Okay, because um you SmackDown ends at ten and I come down here like ten minutes before and I set everything up. So right. I might have, it might have happened while I was uh, coming downstairs. All right, so that's all we have for uh, SmackDown, I believe. Yes, sir. So we're gonna now move into Monday Night Raw with Ben. Actually, but, but before that, we have two matches that took place on the main event taping prior to Raw. And uh, what were they? What was the main event taping? So we have Alba Fire. I mean, Kaylee Ray. See what? See what I mean? Like you know, I say Walter and. Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah, and you say Kaylee Ray, so we both have our sticking points. Yeah, so uh, she defeated Tamina, and in the second match, Akira Tozawa defeated Grayson Waller. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a legitimate question. Uh, and uh, let's see, I believe, uh, should we go into commercial before we uh, lose track? Yeah. Get into the main card of Raw, yeah. All right, so, so we, let's do that. So we'll be back shortly. Stay tuned. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into Monday Night Raw with Ben. Ben, what do you have? Yes, so this was the Raw Go Home show to uh, hey, Survi Survivor Series. And we, we are in the MVP arena. 
Oh, oh. Well, I didn't feel like an MVP watching this show. I, I, I even messaged you. I, I said, you know, make sure you have the fast forward button at the ready when you uh, watch this on on the DVR. But uh, off the air, you told me that you didn't even have a chance to watch it because your your cousins were leaving town today. Yeah. Let me, uh, which Elio, I'm I'm thrilled to inform you for your sake that you dodged a bullet by missing Raw last night. And after I um, after I inform you of some of what occurred on this show, I think you're going to want to skip it altogether, which I don't blame you for. Well, I don't know if I can do that. But okay, yeah, let's get into this. Um, so the openings, the opening segment is something that I really like. We had um, we had Kevin Owens starting starting the show out, along with his um War Games team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were talking about. Um, Reigns abusing the power and using the numbers game, and now that's all going to change um, because of war games making it an even playing field. And then things got really interesting directly after that because it wasn't um, it wasn't the bloodline that came out to uh, contradict that statement. It was the Judgment Day. Um, so this was kind of a ongoing theme throughout the evening of um, of what was ca- what was called the uh, the Broodies uh, versus the um, versus the Judgment Day because you know wait wait wait, wait, wait. that's what they called it the Broodies. Well, yes, because remember how... Um, no, I, I know, I know, I know, I understand. I'm, they, they actually called them the Broodies this time. That's terrible. Yeah, it was just, it was just kind of weird. So um, then we um, we got an official match um, after the break. Um, and, you know, I just... I just didn't really care about this because... Um, because it was, you know, we're gonna, we knew exactly what we were gonna see. We're gonna have a brawling Bruce win, uh, going, going into Survivor Series this weekend. So I, I was happy that, that the, um, the bloodline didn't come out and it made for, for an interesting, um, interesting kind of dynamic throughout the evening, but it was just kind of your pretty standard six-man tag. And um, if you guys tuned in to our um, full gear review, you'll remember that I mentioned that I don't like six, eight, and ten-man tag branches because they just get sloppy and, and confusing. But, um, but the one thing that I'll give it credit for is that the announcers put over the fact that um, Finn Bauer was going one-on-one with uh, AJ Styles at um, Survivor Series, and then of course with uh, you know with the Judgment Day, um, you know having a tag team match against 
against the OC. It kind of it kind of worked with the ongoing uh, storyline. You know, like I said, the theme of the evening. But I just I I just have a general distaste for um for six man tag matches. Um, but it's it's sort of especially the opening segment did a really good job of building up the Survivor Series War Games match. So I enjoyed that. What, 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 what's the second match? Why are they doing that to Johnny Gargano? Uh, well, no, no, it gets worse. It oh, gets worse because, okay. because, <laughs> no, 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 don't do yourself a favor. Don't scroll down until, until, until I tell you because I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you on how you're going to feel about this when I tell you. So, so then after that, we have Johnny Gargano versus The Miz. Except, Again. except it's not Johnny Gargano versus The Miz because Miz comes out with his hand wrapped because he claims he injured himself while filming a TikTok. A TikTok video. No one injures themselves filming a TikTok video. No, well, just, no one injures their hand filming a TikTok video. Come on. First of all, I don't. I don't give a damn about TikTok. I, so I don't really give a fuck. But you know. But whatever. Whatever the case may be, that 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 is what it is. I just don't give a shit. Um, I don't give a shit about this entire storyline anymore, strictly because of what happens next. I was mildly entertained, mildly interested. I told you I would have liked for it to have taken a more serious turn, especially with the with the potential between um, Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis, right? We talked about that. Here's why I no longer give a fuck. Because instead of it instead of it being Johnny Gargano versus the Miz, which would have been bad enough. We got Johnny Gargano versus Omos. Or Omos, I'm sorry. And um, this pissed me off very, very badly. Because not only was it Johnny Gargano versus Omos, but Omos defeated Johnny Gargano in a glorified squash match. Which, ladies and gentlemen... I could have just turned off the show at this point because that's how angry I was. My 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 reaction was, you know, Elio, can you drop your classic line that's very well known on this podcast for me real quick? Now look. <laughs> this is what gets me so upset because consider... consider Who's booking this? Now, my 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 very initial reaction after after I said now look uh, was you sacrilegious dirty birdie bitches. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> Did you just say dirty birdie? What the <laughs> Any books? Have you joined the show? And I'm not aware. Where are you? Is Miss Rechesting with you? I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like you sacrilegious, 
Dirty birdie four flushing sack of shit, what? motherfuckers. Uncle Buck, are you here too? <laughs> I just, I don't understand what's happening here. What is the, what is the purpose of having Omas defeat Johnny Gargano? I mean, that is an insult to to every NXT black and gold fan and every wrestling fan that's ever existed. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, that was terrible. What? Okay. Sure. Go, go on. Um, so, I bet you can guess that, that I believe that to be a low point. Yes, because that would be a low point for me as well. Absolutely. So then, uh, luckily, after that debacle, uh, we have a high point um, with a Rollins sit-down interview. And I love what Rollins is doing right now. I just honestly do. And I also love um, this more serious edge to Austin Theory and what they're starting to do with him and distancing him from the Vince McMahon version that we, that we had been getting. Now, th- what I'm about to say kind of kind of folds this next segment into a high point and a, and a low point at the same time. Oh, and let, let me explain let me explain my reasoning a little bit here. Um, so after the Seth Rollins promo, we get Austin Theory talking in the ring, and like I said, we have this very serious, um, very very um, ass-kickingly um, folk-minded um, Austin Theory. Um, you know, there's no more cell phone, there's no more selfies, mm-hmm. thank Christ. Um, so so he is, um, he's in the middle of cutting this promo, and then Bobby Lashley pops up on the screen and says, you know, just, just stay right there. You know, we'll, we'll handle, we'll handle business in the ring. I'll, you know, I'll be right there. So out comes Bobby Lashley, and you know, Bobby gets in the in the ring, and he says, um, you know, I'm kind of surprised that you're still standing here. You know, blah blah blah, because we, you know, we know you as as the one that runs away and whatever, what have you, and and um. Theory says, "Well, this is the new, this is the new me. That kid that you faced before no longer exists, and you know you'll see that at Survivor Series in our Triple Threat match when I become a two-time United States Champion when I beat you and Rollins." Sorry, Ben. Yeah. Let me cut you off, but uh, actually, I just got, I just saw it. Like a, a notification on my iPad, uh, Scripps made his in NXT in ring debut tonight. Uh, who and who is it? Uh, actually, I can't even uh, make out who it is because he's wearing a mask. But I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you the picture, and I don't know if you can make out who that could possibly be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So while Elio is sending me that piece of info. Um, so I really like this promo, and that that leads us into a match between 
um, Austin Theory and Mustafa Ali, which was also a high point of my uh, my evening. Even though it was just five minutes, I I really uh, like this domination, and it was just a, a showcase of the new serious Austin Theory, which I really enjoy. Now, on the negative side of this, I really don't like the way uh, Mustafa Ali is being portrayed now. I don't. And then, so this kind of leads into why I'm also giving it a low point as well. Um, hold on. What the hell is this? Are you looking at it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a script. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have to check out that clip on NXT after we get off the air here because I want to see if he cuts a promo or anything so I can try to see who that is. All right, so go on. I just had to study that because I just notification just popped up on my screen. Um, so, so the reason why I, this post-match thing, uh, bothered me was now, um, Austin Theory was running away from Bobby Lashley, which made no sense because prior to his match with, um, Ali, when he was going face-to-face with Bobby Lashley, all um, Theory was talking about was how it's a new Austin Theory. Well, it still looks like the same Austin Theory, even though it sounds like a different one. So I, I didn't like that because it was like conflicting messages um, to the audience. So yeah, it was kind of weird. And then um, I, have a, I have another low point with... Um, Elias and Matt Riddle versus the Alpha Academy. Strictly because I don't give a fuck about this Matt Riddle with Elias. Who or yeah, who could possibly give a fuck? Please bring back the serious Matt Riddle who should be contending for a world title. Oh wait a minute, he can't because the highest rate ranking title that we have on Raw is the U.S. title because it's being held hostage by Roman Reigns. And it's not his fault, but this is the trade-off that we have um, when uh, when you have one guy holding two world titles and it, it handicaps what should be your A show on your biggest platform. So, oh, whoops. You know, uh, sorry, I, I just I just sent you a, a, a mini video of his entrance. Okay, well, I'll, I'll look at that during our next commercial break. Okay. Um, but you know, it's just like who gives a shit? And then you know the um the low the low lights just keep rolling here, Elio. Um, I damn near fell asleep as this. Monday Night Raw was uh, progressing. I have a question. Have we do his stupid bongo drums again? Um, we, we, we really need to stop doing that. I on, I honestly didn't see them, and I don't. I had one eye on the screen and one eye on something else. Because, no, I'm just saying we really need to stop with that. That's yeah, yeah. It's it's awful. Um, 
as is this JBL and Baron Corbin uh, thing, we no. get uh, we get another backstage segment of them playing poker. I'll again, Dolph. yeah, and that, and that leads to a Baron Corbin versus Drew McIntyre match. Thankfully, Drew McIntyre won the match, but this was the longest match of the night. And yeah, eighteen it, minutes. What? And my question is, is just like, why? Why is this even taking place? I I don't. It it just it didn't make any sense to me. And then um, the the other, the only other high point that I had um of the evening was what happened after this match, which was a backstage brawl between the Judgment Day and the OC. Um, and then the main event of the evening was Rhea Ripley versus Asuka to determine who would have the advantage in the women's war games match. Oh, and by the way, by the way, we still don't know who the fifth member of Team Bianca is. No, we need you on Friday night. Which I think is fucking awful. Because, you know, this is Monday Night Raw, and, and you know, we're supposed to be building toward your biggest pay-per-view of the fucking year, and you're going you're gonna to wait till two days prior to complete your team? Are, are you kidding me? And number one, if it is a Raw super, superstar, as it should be, you know, based on who else is on the team, then why the fuck isn't it revealed on Raw? Because you, you damn sure had nothing else on this fucking show. Like I said, I damn near fell asleep. Well, I have, I have my theory about who it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be Becky Lynch. Well, and, and I've I've heard that, that one too, but I'll, uh, here's my opinion. I think it's still Sasha Banks. I'm not going to be thrown off the track because, brother, if it's not Sasha Banks... Think about this. Think about this. And your theory is, is perfectly valid as well. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but think about this. Think about where they are for Survivor Series. They're in Boston in the TV in the TV garden, Sasha Banks' hometown. You think by by not announcing your um your um your fifth member of the team until two days prior or potentially not announcing it until someone walks out there, you know, when the match is about to take place. If, if this individual, whoever it is, is not Sasha Banks, we're going to have a riot on our hands that's going to rival John Cena in 2006 in Philadelphia you you bet you better bet your ass that this is going to go south very quickly they I, had a what well, is everyone saying it's Sasha Banks no well, well I don't care what every I don't care what everybody else is saying I I think that's what it should be oh okay You know what I'm saying? He said we we never riot. riot. That's, that's what I'm saying. 
That's my opinion. <laughs> you 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 think you think the crowd in Boston is gonna be happy if anyone not named Sasha Banks shows up at Survivor Series to fill out that women's uh, war games team? No, they're, they're 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 gonna be all mad for sure. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you have an opportunity to hit a layup, you know, and make yourself a ton, a, a shit ton of cash in the process, and you're not going to hit that? I mean, that's like, that's like, you know, missing the opportunity to debut CM Punk in fucking Chicago. You know, that... That's just you don't miss the opportunities like that. It's it's absurd, absolutely ridiculous. Okay. So that, that that's my review. Oh, and then uh, it, the result of the main event is that uh, Rhea Ripley won the Survivor Series yeah. uh, advantage for her team uh, after a riptide. And this, oh my God, this fucking drives me nuts. Uh-oh. I I understand that people have different opinions, but I cannot, for the life of me, understand why someone would consider this a good show. I can't. And and Elio, I would be fascinated to get your your opinion on this show once you've actually had the opportunity to watch it, because I know you have to watch it for uh, wrestling POV. Um, And I will be connected to technology in West Virginia. So please, um, please message me when you have the opportunity to watch raw, because this was not a good show. And, and this nerd online Where's Luke Gallows when you need him to call this to the nerd? Call call this show a good show. And he says, the best thing that this show did was make me care about the men's war games match. Uh, what? What? Holy fuck. This is just... Oh, my Lord. I am looking forward to war games, though. I am. Well, I, well, I I am too. But Jesus Christ, to to call this edition of Raleigh a good show is a massive uh, stretch uh, in my imagine uh, in my professional opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch this uh, um, once we go get off of the once we go off the air. I'm gonna go. Uh, we'll start and watch it. Oh Lord. All right, so is that all we have for Rob? Yep. All right, so now we're going to get into Survivor Series 2022 predictions. Absolutely. All right, let me just pull up the card here on my end. Survivor Series, I'm curious even to see the posters for this. It, it, um, prob- um, it wait, probably wait, wait. sucks as as wait, what? WWE. No, no, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, what? Hold on, you want to see it? Uh, yeah. Oh no. 
No, that is, that's and... terrible. Even if there's a bloodline, but that's a terrible poster. I can do better than that. Oh, well, I've seen you do better than that on, <laughs> on numerous occasions. So, oh yeah. my goodness. You know, it's just awful. All right, so let's see. Um, let's see what we have here. If we have okay, so we already have a lineup here. We have five matches. Uh-huh. So should we go top to bottom or bottom to top? Um, bottom to top, please. All right. So, Survivor Series twenty twenty two War Games take place this Saturday, November twenty sixth, from Boston, Massachusetts, at TD Garden. And here is the lineup. The first match we have Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory in a triple threat for the United States Championship. I've got, I, I, I've got Seth Rollins. So do I. And then and up next, we have AJ Styles with the OC versus Finn Balor. Um, I, uh, let's see. I I would honestly have to take AJ Styles. Like he he needs a victory at this point. Um, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Styles as well. Although um... plus the OC just came back in full force, and I feel like they, I feel like the Judgment Day has been very well established and rebuilt in Vince McMahon's absence. Uh, oh, oh, and... And the OC, the OC needs to be built up to the same level, so I think an AJ Styles victory would really help that. Although the OC and just for the accompanying each uh, each person guy to the, the ring, um, I can see something happening where with a huge brawl breaking out at ringside and both teams being ejected from ringside. Yeah, I, I can see that happening as well. All right, up next for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi of Ronda Rousey. Of, of course. I mean, that's a that's a foregone conclusion. I'm sorry, Shotzi. Yeah, it's it's a it's a damn shame. It really is. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 still floating on cloud nine after that uh, Beetlejuice costume and Halloween habit. Right. All right, uh, next is the first of two war games, a men's war game match, the Brawling Brutes versus the Bloodline. Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Rich Holland, Butch, Pete Dunne, and Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, Uso, Solo, Skull, and Sami Zayn. I've got the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, I got the Brawling Brutes as well, and I can see this... As being the start of the fall of the bloodline, see something that happened with Sami Zayn. They're yeah, gonna yes. do it. especially yes. with the way Jay just can't stand Sami Zayn. I can see the ending, the end. Uh, Sami Zayn's gonna start. I mean, uh, Jay's gonna start blaming Sami for the loss. So well, yeah. Well, I I think I think legitimately Sami's gonna do something that's gonna cost the bloodline. Oh, I think that's man. what's gonna happen. Then he's probably gonna be like, "My dog. I didn't mean to. My dog." 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's way he called but he doesn't really call you useless my dog. He calls everyone that. Exactly. I'm like, what? Okay, then the second war game is a women's war game match. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Mia Yim, and a yet to be determined fifth member versus damage control. Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eos Kai, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. I got, um, I, I got Team Bianca. Although, although, I can see something happening with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, well, hopefully something does happen because, her, because she is as boring as vanilla wafers right now. I mean, I, I like Alexa Bliss, but this this Alexa Bliss version of Alexa Bliss is boring. It's like it, it there, really there's is. nothing fun about her. She's she's supposed to be fun. Well, exactly. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, like uh, we see something like involving Bray Wyatt because uh, we've been getting the teases uh, in the past weeks, like with uh, his uh, logo and and all that. Um, what, I'm sorry, what was that last part? We've been getting all these cheeses with his, uh, logo, with a little moth, or whatever, popping up every time Alexa Bliss is around. Oh, yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what, her, her being back with Bray would be a much more desirable position than the one she's in now, because she is just floating in nothingness. I mean... And, and it's really, it's really sad. I understand that people are like split on Alexa Bliss in, in terms of their opinions. Um, and it's a very, it can be a very hot button topic. Um, I, I do believe that um, she's, she is uh, much better than what she's being presented as. And while she's not always my cup of tea based on how she's booked, um, you know, like for instance, I hate the doll thing, you know, and, and when, when Shayna Baszler got scared by the doll, you know, uh, on, on my birthday, this, this past, um, not, not, not this one that just passed, but the previous year. I'm guessing I was that like, wasn't a very heavy birthday for you. Yeah. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I've, you know, I've had some really cool WWE moments happen on my birthday. That was not one of them, folks. So I I could definitely see Alexa Bliss um, moving on to something different character-wise. And hopefully it does involve Bray Wyatt because I think, I, I think that would make a lot, a lot of sense. And, you know, that was a cool storyline for them both that never really got closed. All right, so uh, um, by the way, we got Team Bianca as well. So that's all we have for Survivor Series then. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. All right, so before we uh, get cut off again, uh, we're going to go into commercial. We're going to be back to wrap things up with our final segment. I have those two lists for you, and we have Wrestling Roulette. Absolutely, sir. We'll be right back. All right, fans, we're back. And before we get into all the fun stuff, of course, you can find the PNC Progression Wrestling on all your social media platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher Radio. 
as well. You can also find me every Saturday on Wrestling POV on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. Oh, we're also on TuneIn as well. This uh, podcast is on TuneIn as well. Yes. Although I still I don't like the way they organize episodes. They they, they have them out of order. Yeah, it's it's weird. I've I've looked into it. It's very odd. Yeah. You know all the, all the other all the other platforms have the uh, have the shows in order um, mm-hmm. for, from you know latest to oldest and uh, it's it's just very strange. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's kind of cool that we're on there on TuneIn because that was an accident. I was just testing it out and they got back to me right away that your show is live. All right. Cool. Okay. Well. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's definitely not an opportunity that we're gonna turn down for sure because any anything that helps this show get out here and um and in in front of more people, I'm I'm down for that. So I'm happy. All right, so um now Ben, I have a the a WWE edition of this or that for you. Yes, sir. All right, your first one. Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre? Um, Drew McIntyre. Okay, 73% take Roman Reigns. Okay. All right, Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens? Kevin uh, Owens. Kevin Owens, 62% went with Kevin Owens. Solo Sokoa or Sheamus? Seamus. 56% went with Seamus. The Usos are Pete Dunn and Rich Holland. The Usos. The 79% went with the Usos. All right, so that was your this or that. Now we're going to get into War Games trivia. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Question number one. Who were the first women's War Games team captains? Team Candace and Team Shotzi. Team Baszler and Team Ripley, Team Shirai and Team Bailey, or Team Shirai and Team Mandy? Um, can you repeat the choices one more time for me? So we have Team Candace and Shotzi, Team Baszler and Ripley, Team Shirai and Bailey, or Team Shirai and Mandy? Um, team Baszler versus whoever. I yes. think that was it. Yeah. Correct. Team Basler and Team Ripley. Yep. Question number two. Where was the first NXT TakeOver War Games? Orlando, Florida, Los Angeles, California, Houston, Texas, Rosemont, Illinois. Um, geez. Say, say the, say the okay. options one more time. Orlando, Florida, Los Angeles, California, Houston, Texas, Rosemont, Illinois. I'm going to say Rosemont, Illinois. Houston, Texas. Okay. Who has been inside the most War Games matches? Lex Luger, Sting, Arn Anderson, or all of the above? Um, all of the above, I guess. All of the above. All right. And here's your final War Games trivia. 
which current superstar has been in the most war game matches? Roderick Strong, Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, or Johnny Gargano? Uh... I'm going to say Tommaso Ciampa. Roderick Strong. Well, it, it's really sad to see how far he's fallen. All right, so you got one. So you got, you have two and two. You're even, you're, you have an even score. Uh, well, that's not too bad. All right, so now we're going to get into wrestling roulette way this works play 21 10 clips of 21 wrestling themes ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to new rules anytime AEW or impact shows up in the rotation it's either a pass or guess ben are you ready for your first one yes Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Now, Ben, I have to tell you a story I read earlier this week. Yeah. You know, is Ken Shamrock taking uh, lessons from Ric Flair? Because remember when Ric Flair was getting all mad and wanting to trademark that that uh, to be the man uh, thing? Yeah, I remember. And they, he was being all ridiculous about it. So yeah. apparently, Ken Shamrock claims that he owns the that he owns rights to because he trademarked the name the rock he said it's in his ufc and wbe contract that he was known as ken the rock shamrock uh well no <laughs> that that, <laughs> that couldn't be the case because the rock was known as the rock in 1997 Right. And Ken Shamrock didn't come in until after that. Yeah, but he said he had in his UFC contract as well. And by the way, okay, well, he, the, he doesn't even own the rights to The Rock because Don Rock was using that in 1987. Well, and, and on, on top of that, the the he, let's for argument's sake, let's say he did own it in his UFC contract. That may be true. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not privy to that. I've never heard of that. All right. But that has no bearing on WWE contract. Right. I have no, I have nothing against Ken Shamrock at all. Right. Nothing whatsoever. It's just The Rock came into WWE well before yeah. Ken Shamrock did. So that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it was weird. I found found it interesting when I read that earlier this week. All right, so number two, you are you are on the board with one. So here's number two. Um. Pass. That is FTR. And that, why does that sound? Do you notice how that sounds a little like a mini express theme? Yeah. 
It does. It sounds like something very 80s. Yeah. All right. So you're still at one. Here we go. I wish Shelton Benjamin still had this theme. This theme was badass. All right, Shelton Benjamin, you are on. You are up to two. Track four coming up. That is Tommaso Ciampa. What from when? That was that's his new theme. Oh, that is such bullshit. <laughs> don't don't change no, no 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 you know what? We're not gonna count that. Because Tommaso Ciampa's theme is no one can survive. We're not well, changing Tommaso well, Ciampa's well, theme. Well, hold on, you, you already passed, so uh, you're not losing any points. I'm just counting it as like track four, but uh, okay, you, you're not good. losing anything. <laughs> Although I, I, I'm gonna listen to this off air because I wanna, because you know how I'm rating all these themes. Right. I'm yeah. seeing which ones are actually good. So I'm slowly getting through them. There's like a lot of, yeah, on this list. Absolutely. So that like early Diamond Dallas Page? No, it is not. That is the Smoking Guns. Well, you know, shame they didn't get traction, but you know, they apparently they had big plans for Bark Gun because he won the um Brawl the for all, for all in uh, ninety eight. Remember they paired him with Bob Holly and they called him the New Midnight Express. Which was, which was fucking odd. Yeah, that was terrible. Because I remember that even at my you know, young age at that point. I was yeah. nine, ten years old. Yeah. Uh, that, and I just, that was really freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right, that is, uh, that is uh, six. No, that is five. That is five. This is number six. Here we go. Christy Hemi? No, it is not. That is A.J. Lee. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, you're up, track seven. Pass. That is Christian. That's his first theme when he came in as uh, Bob, part of the brood. Well, prior to joining the brood. Oh, damn. All right. 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, Crash? No. That is the new Rockers. Oh, that... Okay. Well, we already know how terrible they were. They were. Jeez. Based off Survivor Series. No, that is Bill DeMott. Oh, who gives a fuck? Exactly. Um, Dolph Ziggler. Or Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Yes, I would give it to you anyway, because you had half of it right. Okay. Three and nine, all right. It's three and nine, track, track ten, are you ready? Yes, sir. I recognize it, but I can't place whose it is. That is Bobby Lashley. Jesus, that sucks. Okay, that's that's fine. CFO's garbage. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, here we go. Track eleven. Uh, Eugene. Eugene, what? How? How? What? Okay. Sure. Sure. Why not? Track this is track eleven. I said right. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Eleven. Jeez. Okay. Here we go. That is Ben's arch nemesis, Bruce Pritchard, a.k.a. Brother Love. Okay, well, he doesn't count on our list anyway. We established that. All right, here we go. Wait, what? What'd you say? I said he, Bruce Pritchard doesn't count anyway. He's part of our band list, remember? Oh, that's right. Oh, you know what? That's what I have to do. I have to make that band list. I already know uh, who's on there. Omas, Bruce Pritchard, and uh, Tommy Dreamer. Okay, very good. So this one doesn't count, so we're still track 11. Okay, track 12, are you ready? Yes, sir. Vladimir Kozlov? Holy Joanna, what the hell? <laughs> First Eugene, now Vladimir Kozlov. What the, what's going on with you? I don't know. The ones that you, that they're recognizable, you get. And yeah, Ben, are you smoking? All right, this is the first. Fans, 
my co-host is smoking on air. No. Wow. No, 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 no. Don't try to lie away. I mean, I saw you. I have the evidence <laughs> right here in front of me. You were smoking. I saw you. It's a pretzel. It's still a cigarette. Don't worry. I've done it as well. Okay. <laughs> I know. I love doing that with those uh, with the pretzels. They're, they're cool. All right, here we go. Track 12. I don't know how you... Ted DiBiase. You see how Ted DiBiase just interrupted me like that? He's like, get on with it, okay? Leave Ben alone about his pretzel sticks. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, so that is track 13 because of the last one was track 12. All right, here we go, track 14, ready? Yes, sir. Um, the worst edition of Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy that I've ever heard. No, it's not. That was a classic. That was the best version. <laughs> Cherry? Jesus, crazy crap. That was the best version with Cherry. That's the original. Please, please oh. spare me. Oh, man. You're telling me that this one is worse than the one he, he had after that? Because that, that was when that was when uh that was when uh, he was singing, and I saw a video on TikTok where he was uh, talking about that how how when he was in the studio and and he heard it it sounded like crap because he can't sing. I well I'd rather have him sing it than Sherry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, for track fifteen. That is the Spitfire Warriors, Caden Carter and Casey Kenzaro. I've never heard them referred to as the Spitfire Warriors, ever. Well, uh, that's what I have written here. Have you ever heard them referred to as that? No. That's very strange. And I, I, I know it's what I, I have written here, but I've never heard them referred to them as that. All right, track 16. That is the blue chipper, Rocky Maivia. Oh, Jesus. I am so sorry, Rock. Thank God you got out of that gimmick. <laughs> Jesus. That wouldn't have led to a Hall of Fame career, would it, Elio? No, Good we're not. Great. Here we go, drag 17. Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> that was a hilarious uh, sing along that you just did. All right, track 18, are you ready? Yes, sir. Um, I'm not sure. That is the Nasty Boys. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That was their WBE theme. Jesus. Track 19. Okay, we have uh, three more. Cool. Here we go. Tatanka. Tatanka. You are at nine. All right. Track 19 coming up. Holy shit. Um, I'm not sure. That is DJ Gabriel and Alicia Vox. Well, I'm proud of myself that I missed that one. All right, two more. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Um, pass. I'm not sure. That is the gun club. Okay, well, AEW theme, so I wouldn't know. All right, last one. The masterpiece, Chris Masters. Chris Masters. All right, your final score is ten. Not well. That's not, that's not bad. So ten and eleven. All right. So Ben, that's uh, wrestling roulette. We see bringing the show to a close. Absolutely, it's time for me to go on vacation, ladies and gentlemen. You know, yes. I have a lot of fun with you, but I need my turkey, goddammit. <laughs> and it's almost time for American Thanksgiving. Yes, so uh, Ben, enjoy your holidays. And uh, that's it. Another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will be we will be back next Tuesday with your, all your Survivor Series post-show results. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen.